0: Today's episode is brought to you by Marco's Pizza. Monday and Tuesday nights are Carol U nights at Marco's Pizza in Waukesha. Mention you're a Carol student and receive 25% off your entire online or delivery order. Marco's Pizza. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Welcome back to the CU in Van Mail podcast. Once again, my name is Sam Gobert. I'm the sports information director here at Carroll. This week, we have Derek Marie from Men's Soccer. Head coach Derek Marie, thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me, man. Happy to be here. I've been looking to get my uh, debut in the, the CU podcast. I've been pitching it for months now, so I'm happy my, my time is up. Thank you for uh,
0: accommodating to our schedule. Hopefully, we don't have any technical difficulties like we had last week. Um, we'll make do hopefully your face doesn't get scratched out of the video like it was last week. So Derek, I guess, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself for those who don't know you.
1: Yeah. Derek Marie, uh, Carol grad, um, been at Carol for the last seven years, uh, either as the head men's soccer coach and assistant or working in the admissions office. Um, my wife, Missy is also a Carol alum. I have a four-year-old son named Jace, and I have a one-year-old son named Dom. So, um, I like food. I like movies. Um, I like all sorts of stuff and I like, uh, I like good humor. So that's, that's who I am. We're going to talk about some of that food a
0: little bit later in this episode. Don't you worry. We'll get into that. All right. So tell us, how did you get into soccer?
1: Yeah, man. Um, I, I think like anybody, I just kind of, uh, I naturally gravitated towards it. Um, you know, I was a big YMCA kid. My dad was a big racquetball guy. So I spent a lot of my 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 youth in, in YMCA's and everything from the, the daycare to the weight room to the gym to watch my dad play racquetball. Um, I actually come from a, a pretty big soccer family. Uh, my, my uncle at one point was the head coach of the Dominican national team. Um, my my other uncle was a very prominent player there and my dad was a very good player himself. So I'm kind of the black sheep of the Marie soccer um clan but um yeah it's just always something i always you know i wanted to be like my dad my dad liked soccer and it was just something i gravitated towards i I played every single ymca sport they offer uh floor hockey flag football um, basketball all, everything and i was i always liked um, playing sports but soccer was the one that just just stuck so how do, what was the
0: journey like coming to carroll university then after playing in the ymca youth leagues <laughs>
1: Um, after multiple YMCA co-ed championships, um, I, I obviously went to, I went to Spatch High School, Stevens Point, um, from there, um, had a great, had a great coach there that I, I really, um, wanted to be like, and really looked up to. He's kind of like a second father to me. And that's, that was where my first taste of like, Hey man, I have a really good coach here. This is what it's like. Um, and he, he put me on uh, a good direction and into a good path and, you know, started the college process. I I don't know if it was, wasn't for soccer, um, where I would have went or where I'd be, but I'm sure happy that I pursued it in college. I had a lot of cool opportunities to do a lot of cool stuff, but at the end of the day, you know, I visited the the Carroll campus and it was, it was a great fit. Um, the coach was a, a great coach and he was a great person and he was what I needed in my life. Um, he provided good structure and, um, At the end of the day, you know, I think it was, I'm a big fake guy. I think this is where I was supposed to be. And even after I was done playing, I had opportunities to coach at other places. But, you know, Carroll's where I call home and I always wanted to be here. So I'm I'm happy, you know, where I'm at and what I'm doing right now.
0: So Derek's not going to mention it. For those who don't know, Derek was also a uh, four-time all-conference athlete in the Midwest Conference during his time here before he came on to start coaching here at Carroll. Tell us a little bit about, you're now in your third season here. Uh, coaching the pioneers, what has been the biggest change in the program since you kick started the program, and uh, what's it like moving forward?
1: Great question. Um, I'd say the biggest change from you know, just even from when I was a player. Um, to now as a coach, just switching from the Midwest conference to the CCIW is really when I was here, man, it was, it was fall soccer. There was no weightlifting. There was no spring season. It was in November. I was like, all right, see you next August. Um, and really the transition now is these guys are your, year round athletes. Um, they're honing their craft and working on that every single day, um, we are lucky in the sense that we have, you know, two turf fields. Um, we have a strength conditioning coach. That's just, you know, for men's soccer, we have off season conditioning, we have a spring season, all sorts of things that really give us an opportunity to get better kids and being in the CCW itself, it allows us the opportunity to get exposure to maybe a different market of kids that we might not have had before. I think the biggest, <clears throat> excuse me, the biggest change in the last three years is probably the quality of player that we've been able to attract. Um, it hasn't always been easy but it's been a lot of fun um, we've now we have a really good group of guys that is very very young i mean 85% of our our team is either a freshman or a sophomore um, A lot of success last year which was a build you know we built off the year prior and we hope that when we take the field again whether it be the spring or the fall that we're going to we're con- going to continue to to trend in the right direction
0: what's your favorite part about uh, coaching this group of kids you got a very you got a very talented group of young men at your disposal. What's your favorite part about being their coach and their leader?
1: The relationships, the relationships is the, the biggest part for me. I've, uh, great quote, you know, my kind of, my motto is success is one thing, impact is another, um, being impactful. I mean, I, that's, what's important to me. That's kind of how my dad was. He was kind of known for being the guy that'll give you the shirt off his back and helping everybody in the community. And he would do whatever it takes to make sure the guy or, um, woman next to him is, is in the right space and do anything it could to help. And that's kind of something that I've kind of embodied. Um, the beautiful thing on my team is we've got 46 guys and they're all different and I don't want any of them to change. I mean, in, individuality is, you know, a freedom and something that I wanted them to express doesn't make it always easy, um, but but that's everyone needs something different. Every kid needs to be coached different. Every kid reacts to different things, but the message to the team needs to be the same. So really the relationships, kids popping in my office every single day, whether it's to talk about their girlfriend or Fortnite or coffee beans or music, whatever it may be, like that's that's what I embrace because I tell my wife all the time, I've learned more from these kids than I could ever learn on my own, and I'm hoping that's a two-way street and they're learning th- things from me as well. I've seen – that's
0: great. That's that's great. I've seen a lot of students come into your office. A lot of your athletes come into, you know, to chit chat with you and sit in and just have a good time. What's probably, if you can think about it, what's been one of your most memorable conversations or jokes that you've had with an athlete coming into your office? Oh you man, um,
1: that's a good one. I, I I think kind of my mo in the department is, everyone knows they can come to me for the humor and get it in return at. Kids come in my office and sometimes they try to take shots and they miss. And then that's, that's when I lay them down. Um, but no, I think having that, that open dialogue and then being able to, you know, some people make fun of me for having small feet. Um, some people make fun of me for just things I say and do um, every year for our, our Halloween practice. Somebody inevitably comes dressed as me and I think it's hilarious. Um, but the one person I will say, uh, Delaney Pruitt, who is a four-year women's soccer player, um, Caden, her brother's actually on our staff. For the first two years or she's now graduated, she would st- constantly find ways to scare me, whether it was hiding behind my door, underneath my desk. And somehow she would always get it recorded. She'd always have other people in on it. And now she has these um, every every couple of weeks once a month, I'll get a snap from her of two years ago today of her just scaring the crap out of me. Um, and I, I scare easily. So that was probably that's probably the best highlight I have of people coming in here is her just absolutely terrorizing me.
0: It's a good location you got. It's right on the first floor for your office. It's easy to get to for a lot of athletes. So It's a dangerous spot. It is. But you got a good relationship with all the student athletes here in the Fellows. And uh, I'm sure everybody's glad to have you around down there. So, Derek, obviously, um, this summer was a tough one for everybody going into isolation and quarantine for a little bit with COVID. I mean, what were some of the things that you did to occupy your time this summer? What were some of your favorite things to do?
1: Man, I read something early on that if you're not if you're not gathering a skill, honing yourself in quarantine, it was a waste. It was a waste of time. Um, big, big silver lining guy. I'm a eternal optimist. I try to find the good in everything. Really, man, it really provided me with an opportunity to spend some quality time with my kids. Um, we all know that coaching is one of those things. If you don't love it, you'll hate it. Um, luckily, I love what I do, but that impacts other parts of my life. You know, my kids are young, and I don't want to miss anything, but. Not only do I have the two at home and my beautiful wife, but I have 46 kids here that you know need me at different hours of the day. Um, so really, just getting to spend time with my kids and watch them growing up and do whatever we could do in in quarantine to keep them busy, um, that was one of my favorite things. I, you know, personally, I try to teach myself how to use Canva. Um, you got my endless texts and phone calls to try to hone my uh, my my video editing and and graphic skills. wasn't always smooth, it wasn't always pretty, but I, I got something out of it. Um, yeah, man, got, got, finally got to watch some Netflix shows that I wanted to see. Um, got, got caught up in that department. So yeah, just, just spent really highlight with spending a lot of time with my family and, you know, feeling, you know, like my getting to watch my boys grow up.
0: Let's talk about that, that IG account for a little bit. You, you, you used a lot of, uh, Canva this summer to hone in on that IG account. You still think you have the best one in the department?
1: You know, I'm a humble guy, I am. I'm a humble guy. Um, I don't think I have the best one in the department. I This hurts me to say, but I, I think uh, volleyball has the best IG in the department at the moment. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think we're we're in the running for second. If anyone would like to contest that, VanMail112 in the bubble, you know where to find me. Happy to have a conversation.
0: Good, good. I mean, how big was it to get some of these recruits and some of these new freshmen through Instagram and on social media this summer?
1: it was big. I mean, that's the world we live in. Um, you know, and I remember early on when COVID COVID hit, um, we have a great athletic director and Mike Shulis and he told us like, you gotta stay active when you need to hone your social media skills, keep that active. Cause that's what we had at that moment. Um, and I, I took that very seriously and getting stuff posted and keep getting, you know, w- watching the number of likes we have grow up and, and, and the followers go up and that was really cool. And seeing, recruits that we're talking to that maybe haven't talked to us in a while like a post We're like are, are we still in the contest here are we are we still in the race um that was a lot of fun and social media is the name of the game right now and and that's that's where the market is for these young kids and we know any hour of the day what they're doing they're looking down at their phones so that was an opportunity that we we took advantage of and i, I think it's shown by the number of the quality of kids that we have common here
0: i think so too that's uh we're trying to focus a lot of our energy and time into social media too, because that's where we're going to be able to get them. It's been a different world and a change of pace. Um, But I think it's going to be a good change of pace for everybody. No doubt. Derek, you mentioned you're a big food guy. All right. We can't go on without talking a little about some of your famous recipes. Uh, What's your favorite thing to make?
1: Man. um, I come from a long line of chicken descendancy. Okay. My dad goes by by Chick chicken Mun. Um He's known in my town for uh, for selling his uh, Caribbean jerk. He did it every year. Uh, stopped Stopped a couple of years ago, but he did it every year. And the money he raised, um, he would donate to charity. He has a foundation called the Ursula Bunch Foundation, where he's actually through the money he's raised through selling chicken, him, him and my mom um, have actually been able to send kids in the island of Dominica to to college. Um, and yeah. that that's that's a really cool thing. So my dad would never teach me the recipe he's like if anything ever happens to me you're gonna have to pry it from your mom and i got finally got to the age where they trusted me and i knew that if i ever gave it to anybody or sold it i'd be out of the family so here i am Um, so i would say chicken is my favorite thing to make um it enjoys me i enjoy making it because of how much people um enjoy eating it right so after you make chicken all day and you smell it and you do it's really the last thing you want to be eating, but you know people asking me to make it, and people you know giving it to them, and seeing like the little smile on their face from time to time, like that's that's what I get out of. So I'm I'm gonna have to go chicken.
0: So you're not gonna you're not gonna be up for uh, telling us live on the podcast what the chicken recipe is. You can't give away those secrets.
1: I mean that and the nuclear launch codes are the only thing that two things that I'm taking I'm taking down with me. I can't give that up.
0: All right. Well, I I respect it. I respect the hustle. Uh, you're gonna have to bring in wings sometimes mm. for the rest mm. of the crew.
1: That I mean, can do. You gotta bring it in. Might be above your spice level, Sam. I know you're, uh I know that that the lowest in the totem pole, at BW, will send you into, into a white a, a light sweat. So I don't know if you can handle it.
0: I gotta I gotta order six wings and two glasses of water <laughs> when I get to <laughs> wings. It's Bad. Oh man, uh, Derek. Uh, so big news coming up next weekend. We're gonna be having our first scrimmages back. Uh, for those who don't know, men's soccer is going to be having a scrimmage out on Schneider Stadium Saturday, uh, the 26th at 7.30. Fortunately, it'll probably be closed off for students to come and watch, but um, we're looking at options to still bring that content to you all to watch and enjoy. What are you looking forward to during that scrimmage upcoming?
1: Competing. Yeah. Uh, competing. I, I think I'm hyper-competitive. I think I say the relationships, that's the biggest thing, but at the end of the day, It's a results driven world. We're one of the few professions where people can see how good or bad I am at my job by looking up on my on on our website. Um, But just competing, just even being out these these last two and a half weeks, man, it's been so fun to see these guys compete and get back in their element and see the talent we had last year grow and take that that freshman to that big sophomore jump. And then watching these current freshmen we have come in here and compete. It's it's fun to watch and fun to see and knowing that, like, Day to day, year after year, that we've been doing this, it's kind of, it's finally coming to a head, um, and we're going to start to get some of the fruits of our labor. But really, for next weekend, just seeing what we have and trying new things, and really, you know, the people that have been following us, like you and you know, our fans and the parents, like, well, letting them see us grow. I know what I have here, but I want people that support us to know to know that as well. And really for the guys, just to provide an environment that's r- realistic as possible. Letting them wear the jerseys, getting their name announced over the, the PA system. Um getting to warm up, you know, all that kind of stuff that they're they're missing right now in their experience, being able to provide that next Saturday.
0: You seem kind of like a uh, like a guy who has a pregame ritual, a little superstitious with some things. Do you ever have that as a player and now as a coach, anything you follow pregame wise?
1: Um My wife would get some me for this, but if I will not, it's not healthy. I don't reckon, do not recommend this, but I will not eat until after the game, whether it be one o'clock or seven o'clock. I just, I can't, all that goes in me is coffee. That's it. Um, That's kind of my pregame ritual as a coach, as a, as a player, I always had the same order in which I had to put things on. Um, So obviously it would go shorts first, then the Jersey, then it would be the right sock, right shoe, left sock, left shoe, right shin guard, left shin guard. That was just kind of my, my ritual. And I was very, even to this day, I find myself, I cannot put my left shoe on first. It's just ingrained in me now, right shoe every single time. And it's kind of messed with me because my oldest son is a lefty, right? So he always kicks out the left leg first. I'm like, come on, man, you, you got to kick out the right. You're killing your dad here. But yeah, those are, those are my rituals as a, as a coach and as a player.
0: What, uh, what, what are some rituals you've noticed from your current athletes that are a little out there, a little weird?
1: Out there are weird. I, they're big music guys, like big yeah. Beats by Dre, headphones, and I'm not exactly sure what they're listening to, but I know it's not poker music, okay? um, A lot of a lot of music. Um, the bus is usually pretty quiet, heading to games. You know, a lot of them are chronic sleepers. Um, there's the guys that do the homework before every match, but really, like, when we're in the arena or around the field there's nothing that weird that i noticed there's a couple guys that have some sort of ritual where they leave their jersey in a certain spot um on the on the the wall here behind our bleachers they put it on at a certain time but there may be some secret handshakes i'm not aware of but that's that's all that that's all that i've been able to notice so far in my my two and a half years
0: one thing i've always kind of been curious about and i'm sure a lot of other people too are What's with the shades on the sidelines? I mean, you when you go, a lot of coaches, I guess, out there, you know, they'll dress up in polos, dress pants, maybe a, a suit and tie. Derek's out there in a pullover hoodie and sweatpants with sunglasses on. <laughs> What's <laughs> you know, the story behind that?
1: Uh, the, I'm fairly convinced that there's no self-tanner, no amount of tanning indoors or sunlight out could ever take. My tan lines are permanent, man. It's They're pretty much just tattooed on my face at this point. When I'm not at home, I essentially just look like a raccoon. It's really it's really sad. I think the shades and the hat are kind of like my M.O. Like they're they're my cape. Um, I feel um, with them on, both of them on, my shades and my hat, I feel protected. With them off, I feel like uh, open to the world. So it's just, it's kind of like a, maybe that's part of my coaching ritual. I always have them, and a lot of people think that I just don't have hair. They're like, you wear the hat because you're bald. I'm like, no, I. you see the cut, Sam. You see how it looks. <laughs> see- I got it. Got I got that. it. I just, it's just part of who I am. I just big hat guy, big sunglass guy. I'm trying to protect my eyeballs as long as possible. And uh, my head has no sunlight on it either. So that, that can't be healthy either, but yeah, I just like it.
0: All right, cool. Well, that's good to know for next time you're out at a men's soccer game, you see someone walking around with a, a hat and sunglasses on. That's actually the head coach. That's not just some uh, random walking across the field. <laughs> right. So, all right. Derek, do you have anything else that you want to say on the podcast here for your last couple moments?
1: Huh. Um, no, I, I just – I would like to commend uh, what Carol's been doing in, in the athletic department. It's been very cool as somebody that works here and this is their life to see these kids kind of put put everything that's the higher-ups at Carol have – have planned for for the last five months and really embody that and put, and put that um, together, being real serious about the masks and the, the protocols we have in place and seeing it in action and knowing that these kids are doing everything they can to keep us on campus and keep us here and to see that plan carried out is, is really, really cool. And it feels cool to know that how much this means to them. If this didn't mean that much to any student athlete or student here, we would already be in a different spot. Um, so it's it's really cool to see and watch, even though we all want whatever's normal back. Um, but this has become normal, and the students are doing a great job. I Also want to just commend all the coaches in our our athletic department for all the cool things that they've been doing for their student athletes um, to enhance their experience while this could have been viewed as a downturn in their athletic experience. We're using as opportunity to do some cool stuff. And so hats off to all my coworkers and you know everyone involved in our athletic department here.
0: Absolutely. I think, uh... A lot of people see this as a negative time in college lives, and uh, we're trying to spin it the best we can and turn it into a positive in a way that we can be closer and work together and uh, come together as one big pioneer family like we are. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, Derek, that just about concludes today's episode. Uh, Thank you once again for hopping on, taking the time out of your day to come on, and good luck next weekend in your scrimmage. Hope Hope you get a good glimpse of all the guys that you're looking at.
1: Yeah, no doubt, man. Thanks for having me. I'll I'll leave you uh, with my dad's line. Thanks for having me. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. My mother's bottom also. Love, peace, and chicken grease. I'm out of here. All right. Appreciate it, man.
0: Go, Pio's.